This is JFM Podcast. Good morning to you. Thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. Today is Monday and today is the 22nd day of March 2021. Uh, We're slowly seeing the month of March round up and we're also slowly seeing the first quarter of the year come to a close. So I want to say good morning to you once again and welcome to another interesting, innovative and informative and educative morning on the program. Let's talk. Much to talk about this morning news trending from the weekend all the way till now. And we saw a lot of news uh, trending this weekend. We saw what happened with uh, Governor Otom of Benway State. We also heard what the president said uh, concerning uh, giving Concerning, uh, well, some would say throwing blames here uh, to the Libya crisis being the reason for the influx of uh, arms proliferation that we keep seeing around. And also many are also happy with the governor of uh, Kaduna State, El Rufai, concerning what he said, his stance of Kaduna State on banditry and negotiations. And coming down to the plateau, a lot has been going on too. Uh, We have seen uh, the governor... uh, Uh, the former governor and also a senator, uh, converse. Now, they're conversing uh, for every kind of support that they can get. Uh, pardon for Darie and Nyame. We'll be looking at all of these issues and more this morning on the program. And we have with us in the studio right here, we have with us John Akans, John Yahya Akans. He's a state publicity secretary, PDP Plateau State. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Good morning. It's been a while, Machunga. It's been a while, uh, Happy to be here once Happy again. New Year Thank and you. all that we've missed. I hope you had a great weekend and stayed the, away from coronavirus. God be the glory of the God. <laughs> All right, Amusa, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy I tried New to Year. track you last week, but you were on your way out of town, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, today too, I've, I'm supposed to be on my way out of town, but this is GFM. Since I'm still around, I said, let me come and lend my voice to the burning issues that are affecting us as far as um, this country is concerned. Thank you very much for having me this morning. Good to have you here, Musa. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. Now, uh, let's start before we come home. Let's uh, look at other issues. The federal government, uh, we saw last week, approved $1.5 billion for repair of Portacot refinery. Uh, The chief of air staff also had assured us last week that the military is set to flush out bandits from Nigeria uh, as the kidnapped airport staff in Kaduna regained their freedom. And a lot of people are talking about uh, the comatose Portacot refinery.
January, the federal government, the Federal Executive Council announced the approval of $1.5 billion for rehabilitation. And the rehabilitation is expected to be done in three phases of 24 18, 24, and 44 months. I mean, some would even say by the time uh, the, re the rehabilitation starts, uh, by the time it finishes, this administration would also have been, you know, gone. Uh, we've seen the upward fluctuation in the price of petrol products in the recent weeks. It has received, uh, you know, clamors for the rehabilitation of the country's refineries. And now the federal government is taking steps to achieve this, starting with the Potakot refinery funding. And the funding for the project will come from three sources, the NMPC, the internally generated revenue, uh, budgetary provisions, and Afrixim Bank. Now, uh, let's break it down to Nigerians, gentlemen. Some are saying it is uh, abracadabra, and the more we see, the less we understand on what is going on concerning the, the refineries. Different um, um, administrations have come and gone, and also pumped as much funds as they could into these refineries. Let's start with you, Musa. I mean, there's a story right here in the leadership that says uh, what $1.5 billion refinery repair says about Nigerian story. The more you look, the less you see. Musa. Um, the, the, the petroleum ministry particularly is being manned by President Mahmoud Buhari because he's the president of petroleum. And if you remember, President Mohamed Buhari has had a stint with the petroleum industry. He was the chairman of the PTF. He was one time minister of petroleum. So naturally, you will think that five years or more down the line, this shouldn't be a problem. When the former vice president of this country said he was going to privatize the oil sector, the, um, this same president, Mohamed Buhari, and his team attacked him that he was going to sell it to his cronies. I was hoping that by 2021, we shouldn't be talking about such stuff like this. Dangote is going to have the biggest refinery in Africa. Mm. Why not privatize these things so that we get off from this um, um, keeping people unnecessarily taking government money? You will recall that some years back, or last year, the Kaduna refinery didn't bring one naira to mm. the coffers of the federal government. And people still Nigeria. got paid, and they, they still went on their lovely yes. vacations. And, and, and billions of naira were spent to take care of people that were not working. If you go there, you will see uh, act, you will see people with their tr tankers just parking and having fun, and nothing mm. is happening except the banks in that vicinity where you go to the ATM and get money. I was hoping that President Mahmoud Buhari, with a wealth of experience, will fix these things. Some people are even scared that if President Mahmoud Buhari cannot fix Nigeria, then Nigeria it means Nigeria might not be fixed because he came with a lot in his kitty. He came with the with the transparent gamut. He came with the with the messianic posture. He came with the I have the magic wand that can fix a lot of things. And everybody knows that Nigeria is not working. Everybody knows that instead of investing that such amount in an in an investment that you're not even sure if they will finish. Because I don't understand how things are done in this country. No single road has been fixed completely. Kaduna Abuja has been there for over 10 years. It started from the BDP government. President Mohamed Buhari inherited it. If he's going to Kaduna or Katsina or Daura by road, that is the road he plays. It's like our leaders do not have shame. Hmm. It's like our leaders don't care about us. Sometimes because they can fly through uh, on choppers. For example, now, there is a flight from Abuja to Joss. How many kilometers is it? And the bad, the roads before are the, Before bad. the plane settles down in the air, it has landed. Hmm. If you are in uh, Asokoro, for example, and you want to go to the airport on Lube Road, the number of hours or minutes that will take you there would have taken you to Kefi maybe and if there is flight delay 
for an hour you would have reached time akwanga maybe mm. and if you come you go to haipang before you come to the um, city i think 1.5 billion naira is not a wise decision this is a government that has gone through recession three times this is a government that you don't even know who are the economic advisors. Hmm. Well, in the past, you know that, okay, these are the think tanks for the government. But these Musa, persons, yeah? still, has there been a time when these refineries were working optimally, uninterrupted, for us to be going through this path? I mean, we've seen many administrations do the same thing. This is not the first time. This is not the second time. Th these are old structures. If you even want to sell them, you cannot sell them for 1.5 billion naira. Hmm. They, are, they, are, they, are, they are a burden to governance. They are a burden to government. The best thing to do is to even sell them or lease them out so that you have a little control. Nobody takes absolute control of your oil industry as far as um, governance is concerned. But you should have some percentage. You should have a say in it. These refineries are old, modern refineries. If you go to the south-south, when people do oil bunkering, they refine it and they use it. It doesn't blow their engines. So why not have modular refineries? Why not in, 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 in encourage local investors why not um, have an, 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 an avenue where people that know how to refine oil in nigeria do it some people are saying he wants to re, um, he wants to take care of the potakor refinery so that the one in niger too if he takes care of it people wouldn't say anything hmm. i think we should concentrate on nigeria there are a lot of leadership deficit there are a lot of infrastructural deficit we shouldn't be focusing elsewhere nigeria should work for nigerians hmm. true story now um Another issue is uh, that is almost 70 billion uh, naira. We're talking about the 1.5. And many are asking what state are our refineries in? How much have we spent? I mean, we've heard of turnaround maintenance, and uh, that is what we're going to see here. We've spent more than $25 billion repairing these refineries from Obasanjo. Turnaround requires, they say, stripping the refinery of some parts that are bad and replacing them. And that takes time. But then why Potakot refinery? What value lies in this venture is also the question. And uh, many are also saying, I mean, look at Angola, for example. <coughs> the downstream plan is three refineries to be built by a U.S. consortium, and it will give them 100,000 barrels per day. And it is expected to be ready by 2024. And guess how much they are spending for it? How much? 3.5 billion U.S. dollars. No, in Nigeria, you know, there is, um, it's like we do magic. Before the elections, Abuja Kaduna Road was costing, I think, is it $1 million per kilometer or something? Sometimes when you hear these things, you will think that is the theater of the absurd. Mm. You will think that... That is, Angola is having sane, three refineries for 3.5. Yeah, We're having that, just one for 1.5. You will think that sane people wouldn't even come with these issues, especially under the leadership of Professor Muhammad Buhari, the Minister of Petroleum, the President, the Almighty Buhari, the Transparent Buhari, the Accountable Buhari. When you are facing this thing, you begin to ask yourself, if someone that does not have all these attributes comes, what then will happen to us? All the four refineries in Nigeria, Wari, Kaduna, Portakot, they are not working. They've not been working for a long time. And if you remember, just like Nitel, Nitel used to be a government-owned project. If you want to own a phone line, you have to queue for close to two years. Somebody has to connect you to somebody somewhere. Then at some point, they brought phone booths where you'll use coins to make your phone calls. When they unbundled that industry, today people, you just need network, you just need an Android or a, a small phone, touchlight, and you buy your SIM, you register, and you make phone calls. Once you, government is not known to be 
a good um, business um, 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 venture. Governance is not business. Governance is more than that. There are a lot of things you need to do. It's just for you to create an, a conducive atmosphere. It's just for you to make economic activities to, to, to prosper. But once you say we are in charge and you're not doing well and if you see the people that they employ every day, sometimes you just be scared that Nigeria is collapsing. The names are almost the same. There is um, nepotism everywhere. Professionalism is not seen. Nobody award, um, rewards so, um, hard work. You can just come from anywhere so long as you belong to a particular tribe or a particular religion. You'll be given jobs. Certain persons will stay for 40 years, 20 years after graduation without breaking the jinx of unemployment. If you unbundle these things, a lot of things will come out of it. The petroleum industry is not just about the PMS. There are a lot of things involved. There is coal tar, gas, diesel, um, kerosene, a lot of things. So once you unbundle it, once you give businessmen, t tested and trusted businessmen, the opportunity to handle this, they will do it for you. But if you are the president and the minister of petroleum and we're facing this, then in the petroleum aspect, you, you fail. That's not to say he has not failed in other aspects, but mm. we're talking about petroleum now. All right, let's hear what Timmy Pre Silver has to say concerning uh, this money, the 1.5 US dollars that has been approved uh, by FEC, the Federal Executive Council, for the repair, rehabilitation and maintenance of the Potakot refinery. Take a listen. The Ministry of Petroleum Resources presented a memo on the rehabilitation of Port Harcourt refinery uh, for the sum of $1.5 billion and it was approved by Council. So we are happy to announce that the rehabilitation of Port Harcourt refinery will commence forthwith. Uh, it is in three phases. The first phase is to be completed in 18 months, which will take the refinery to a production of 90% of its nameplate capacity. Uh, the second phase is to be completed in 24 months, and all the final stage will be completed in 44 months. And Council graciously approved, and I believe that uh, this is good news for Nigerians, that the rehabilitation of our refineries have commenced. Right, uh, that is the voice of Timmy Pre Silva. And let's hear from you. It is good news to Nigerians. He is saying, Is this good news to you? Many people are asking, and they are saying, uh, uh, Let's look at the duration. Would this administration still be running? Is this money for the boys? Is NMPC the cash cow? What do you make of the 1.5 US dollars just uh, awarded to, uh, to, to by the Federal Executive Council? for the rehabilitation and the repairs of the Portacot refinery. Let's talk this morning, 90 in four places, 99 and 90 Hello. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. This is Richard Egbita calling from Tudunwada. Richard Egbita from Tudunwada. Let's talk. Yeah. Ashom, good morning. Nitaka. Good morning. Good morning, Richard. Yeah. Uh, you see, the issue of refurbishment of the Portacot refinery, as far as I'm concerned, is nothing but a scam. And it's another means of trying to loot Nigeria again. And if you look at it critically from the angle of how this government emerged as a, as a president of this particular country, it is clear there are a lot of promises being made by this government. And when they came on board, they said, all the refineries are going to be put in shape. 
what happened after six years. Are they telling us that those particular problems they made have not come into fusion? And today, they are telling us that they are still going to invest $1.5 billion in Potaco refinery alone. Well, it is a good news for us to hear from a normal people who have also told us story before, yet it has not come to fusion. It is not a surprise. And it is the character of such government in place today. And if you look at it today, where are they going to get that money from? In as much as we are in a recession, people cannot put food in their, in their table. There is no employment opportunity for people. And even though there is an uh, 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 employment opportunity, it is being selected by few and it is being given to a particular religion. Today, look at what is happening in our country as regards to the issue of autumn. They have not settled the issue of insecurity. So if autumn as a governor, that's why the security allocated, allocated to him can be also be attacked. What happened to ordinary Nigerian today? So what we are saying today is that it is high time for us to look inward as a community, as an individual, because whether we like it or not, the government has failed us. And we cannot continue to depend on the government who has failed, failed us severally. And at the same time, they are coming up to tell us that this is what they want to do. As far as I'm concerned, it's a diversion of attention. And they are trying to see how to also bring people down in order to support the administration. As far as I'm concerned, in Nigeria, I think we need to continue to pray, to pray and individually hold our leaders accountable because APC has performed below expectation. Thank you. Hello, good morning and welcome. Very good morning. Good morning to you, Madam Queen. Yes, thank you. Good morning to Musa. Good morning, Madam Queen. Good to hear your voice this morning. Thank you very much. Same here. Thank you. It is the way this government, they are playing games with Nigeria. And we Nigerians, we know what they are doing. Well, we're listening to you, Madam Queen. Yes. Hello? I'm listening to you. Go ahead. Okay. The, 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 it's because they just want to bring a project so that Nigerians will see that they are carrying out projects. Because for long, we have been trying for refineries for them. Finally, according to the promise of the, their, their campaign promise. But for how many years is now that they are preparing for elections? Now they are beginning to build elephant projects that they know that they will not carry out. In Nigeria, we are wise. They cannot deceive us. And any Nigeria that will be allowed to be fooled by this government again, because we must learn our lessons. Because those of them that refuse to learn, those of them that refuse to listen, because there's the, 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 a lot of warnings were found before the 2015 election. And even the, 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 the 2019 election, all these warnings, a lot of warnings have been going on. But people refuse to adhere to the warning of the people that could see the future. Because I do say that what an elder could see sitting down, even a younger person should climb a ladder. He will never be able. He will not be able to see it. The, what we saw the other time, and we said that we don't vote for this government. Is what is happening now? Today, now there is a lot of unemployment. There is no employment. This government is lazy. No matter how these people will defeat Nigeria to come back again, 
that we cannot do anything. I want to ask Nigeria. Madam Queen, you just have to speak for yourself concerning this matter. But let's look at something again. Should the refineries be privatized so that they can become more efficient? Do you agree that they should be privatized? You see, if the refinery is being privatized, if we go to the hands of the individual, I don't know how is that is going to help us because I would not like to do as, as far as it's concerned, as a matter of fact, is that if the government cannot be able to fix this refinery in a, in a proper way, then I don't see any hope in fixing this refinery because all they are coming out to do is to play game with Nigerians. And we should say no to that. And we appreciate your input this morning, Madam Queen. Thank you very much uh, for sharing your thoughts with us. Now, um, Musa, when we look at it, what, what to you is a short-term solution? I mean, when we look at 18 months, 24 months, 44 months, is a long time coming. What do you see as maybe a short-term solution to this problem? We should, we should appreciate local content. Mm. Nigerians have established modular refineries. Once you begin to give them space to grow, you wouldn't be hearing the non-remittance of 13.9 billion by NMPC. I hope you know that the House, House of Reps is probing the NMPC mm. for the non-remittance of 13.9 billion. Now you're going to empower the same body by 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 working on the Potakot refinery and the corruption in that sector. Sorry to say, is somehow they will tell you today that there is no oil subsidy. Tomorrow that the subsidy is for a cartel. Nigerians need to trust those that are saddled with the responsibility of governance. Once you throw your heart in the ring for service, it should be service truly. But these days you just see people and it's just for self self aggrandizement. When you called me to come for this program. You know I'm venomous. I don't speak the way I'm speaking. <laughs> but my heart is, is broken already. Some of the things that happen in this country, you will think as if we are in a banana republic. You will think as if we are a failed state. You will think as if there are no stories that should come your way in 2021. But it's quite unfortunate that the democracy has come and the choice for us is to vote for credible leaders. But people look at parochial interest. People look at trivial, trivial filial trivialities. They look at their, their, their clannish interest. They look at their religious interest and all of that we shouldn't be passing through this kind of things if government cannot handle this business and it has proven that it cannot let it be privatized there are persons that are doing well what about countries that like uh, mexico angola us saudi arabia and all those companies in nigeria we are not done with the problem of um, environmental issues the ogoni cleanup you will hear stories today that contract has been given by the ministry of environment they've cleared the atmosphere the niger deltans are suffering because of this thing they are the owners of these resources but sometimes when you see rain fall and you see the soot that comes down mm. with it you just begin your heart will break you know sometimes i even wonder if if any research has been done into the effects of all of this environmental pollution on the people on their health on their psychology on their psyche and if if you if you dig deep you will realize that this contract will not even be, might not even be given to the Niger Deltans, might not even be given to people from River State. They will bring foreigners or even in Nigeria, certain persons will be sidelined and certain people will take the contract. Let's trust this country. Let the country be for everybody. Let the country work for everybody. There are no special Nigerians. This is not an animal farm where you say all animals are equal, but some are more equal. 
there is nothing like that. Please let Nigeria work for Nigeria. If in the past people misbehaved, let's set a foundation that will make Nigeria a prosperous nation. Let's set a, set a foundation that people will be proud of Nigeria. If you see the influx of people traveling Nigeria, people looking for visas to go elsewhere, mm. you'll be disappointed. You said we're going to talk about security. Yes, we will. And we're that moving is the one that has broken to that right now. Yeah. The Northern Governors Forum yesterday <clears throat> condemned the Saturday's attack on the convoy of Benway State Governor Samuel Otom, demanding that the incidents be thoroughly investigated. The forum said all hands must be on deck to address the lingering degeneration of security in Nigeria as it threatened their co corporate existence. The chairman of the forum, the governor of Plateau State, Simon Lalong, in a statement by his spokesman, Makut Macham, said the attack was another attempt by criminals to cause mayhem in Benue and in the nation as a whole. Otom's convoy was attacked at Tiomu village along the Makodi Boku Road, but the governor ex escaped unhurt. Lalong charged all relevant security agencies to conduct a thorough investigation to fish out those behind the attack and their sponsors. I mean, if this can happen to a governor, we saw this happen to Zulum, we saw the reactions across board, we're seeing this right next to us here, happening in Benway State, a whole governor, then what would happen to the average man? Um, first of all, every life matters. Hmm. But even when you're praying, there's a leader. Even in your family, there's a leader. And by the grace of God, Governor Samuel Otom happens to be the leader of Benue State by the people's mandate. If this will happen to Senator Governor Otom, it tells you that the average Nigerian is not safe. Papa Ganazulu, wonderful governor. The governor that goes to the nooks and crannies, mm. he goes to what uh, where if how which governor Lalong will will take a lead from uh, from Governor Zulum, Plateau will be better. How wish with all the challenges in Barnu and governance and and you could see structures being erected despite the Boko Haram challenge. How wish certain governors in Nigeria will take note and implement same, especially Governor Samu Bakolalong, who happens to be my governor. But these people have been attacked time with that number. School children are not safe. Mm. Women at home are not safe. They get kidnapped. On the roads, when you travel, there are bandits, there are armed robbers, there are terrorists in Nigeria. A particular group is responsible for this because we've seen videos, and they tell you that they are aggrieved. In the build-up to the 2015 general elections, they said they imported people to come and kill Nigerians to, so that they will take power, and they've gotten power. Why not allow them go back? Kauba Raji, the former PDP acting international chairman, said it on air. If, if you see videos that are going around Nigeria, your heart will be broken. People will tell you that cows don't give birth to guns. We've been, we were given by politicians. And it will end there. You will see people negotiating with bandits. This is not scientific yet. If unemployed graduates, if technical people, if educated Nigerians, if aggrieved Nigerians take to this crime, will this country be safe for everybody? Will it be safe? I'm asking myself, before it gets scientific, let's kill this hydra-headed monster. It has stayed for a long time. It has festered for a long time. President Mahmoud Buhari, if you remember, said he was going to end Boko Haram by December 2015. Today, it is not just Boko Haram. Hmm. You have bandits speaking with pride. Kidnappers. They are known. You have kidnappers. They pencil down people's students, needs. the next generation. A whole school. So in the north, there are 13 million Nigerians out of school. And most of them are from the north. And now you are making the school not to be conducive for us. You are making the children to be scared. And most because of they will have of school children Yes, in, in their mental cabinet, the they are going to have these memories. In their mental cabinet, they are going to have these memories. So certain persons will not even go to school. They need a, 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 a psychologist or a psychiatrist to talk to them, 
to talk to them, to talk through to them so that they can even go back to school. Mm. Now, back to Governor Otom. If you've watched incidents lately, the um, Fulani something uh, went to um, Adam Arayula, mm. had a meeting, and particularly they were saying governors, or Governor Otom's um, anti-grazing law should be abolished. The people of Benue are not saying it should be abolished, majority of them at least. Let's look for a way out of this um, grazing issue. That's not the only problem we're having in Nigeria. It's not, Nigeria is not just about animals and cows and human beings. There are a lot of things happening in Nigeria. Let's sit down and look at these things. If you're, for example, you own a land and government wants to give you electricity and high-powered, um, what do you call it, wires will pass through your land, will you build your house underneath to claim that it's your father's land? You, you will be consumed one day if there is any um, fire outbreak or any electric, um, what do you call it? The issue is people should not try this. If this had happened, you wouldn't know what would have happened in Benue State because the people of Benue wouldn't take it for granted. You remember not long ago, Benue people buried a lot of people. This is how it happened in Shaperville massacre in South Africa where, where a certain race killed a certain race. We shouldn't be going through those things. This is 2021. Live and let live. You cannot say you must do this in somebody's land. You have to accommodate people, yes, certainly. And when you come to somebody's land too, you have to live by the tenets of that land. They have customs, they have norms, they have cultures. You must abide by it. If you're not comfortable there, go to where you have a, a, the culture that will adopt you. I'm not claiming that a particular group tried to kill Otom because he has said those that wanted to kill him. Yes, he, mm. he, he knows well, them. a group has come out. A group, <coughs> that you're right here in Nigerian News Direct newspaper, the Fulani Nationality Movement, FUNAM, has taken responsibility for the attack on the convoy of the governor of Benue State, Samuel Otom. In a statement signed by its coordinator, Umar Amir Shehu, the group said it acted on behalf of millions of Fulani people in 15 countries. The group said Otom stands against rural grazing area. The rural grazing area, Ruga settlements in Benue State, and described him as a person who has used his time and money deployed in destroying the Fulani values and inheritance. I didn't want to be the one to say this is the group that is responsible, but it will shock you to know that this person can even go on air hmm. and speak and go scot-free. We have seen that And happen. when somebody makes a statement, he'll be invited by the DSS, by the security agencies, and it will take the grace of God for that person to go scot-free. I don't understand. Is the law exceptionally dealing with certain people in a particular manner and leaving other people to go with to do their things with reckless abandon to speak the way they want to act the way they want in a country that is democratic in a country that should be that should have its a, a constitution and i ask myself again we know where the arms came from just like the president too has said libya and other places shouldn't we have a solution mm. should we should we continue in sin so that grace may abound mm. my major challenge is we shouldn't make some people to think that they have the monopoly of violence if you don't know the leaves are two bites it is only time that it is waiting for so please let's not get degenerated to that level let those saddle with the mandate of leadership wake up and not keep some people because very soon ma, Certain persons will be ostracized if mm. this continues. If well, you go David to the motor Mark, park, if you go to the motor park and you find them, you want to board the same car with them, you'll be scared. You'll mm -hmm, drop. Mm -hmm. Or you'll even lynch them. So we don't want to get to that point. Please, do not make um, a particular tribe to be vilified. Do not make a particular tribe to be seen as gangsters. This gangsterism is not sold in the market. 
if you say this is what motivated you to become gangster, you're also motivating others to become gangsters. Mm. Please, Nigeria should not be a lawless society. Some people are not more Nigerians than Nigerians. Imagine the, the, the effrontery. Imagine the affront. Imagine the lack of respect for life. If the sacro city and sacro sanctity of life is not respected by people, then they're not far from from what I don't want to describe on radio. But the, the fact is, we cannot continue this way. Nigeria is bigger than this. We are supposed to be a prosperous nation. Those that should lead us to prosperity should come out and and, and join politics because that is the only way to get power these days. I think they want to um, make Nigerians to, to fear a particular group. It's not fair. Mm. We're not here to, 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 to be to be hoodwinked into fear and stuff. If 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 Nigerians if you've killed a lot of people already. A lot of people have been maimed, a lot of people have been made um, widows, orphans and the rest. A lot of people have been made destitutes, but they are still working. So when even if you continue with these things, you're not going to kill everybody's spirit. You cannot kill everybody at the same time. Please, let's live and let live. Let's not be attacking individuals, communities, villages, governors, poor people, masses. We have enough problem in Nigeria already. Do not add, it, um, add this one to it. Hmm. All right. Thank you so much. Now, um... John T. Akans, Mr. John T. Akans, you are the State Publicity Secretary, PDP Plateau State. Now, uh, there is a write-up here making the rounds, and we want you to give us some clarification concerning that. The People's Democratic Party, PDP Plateau State Chapter, and uh, this is what it says, Governor Lalong terminates 59 billion naira legacy project contracts over refusal of contractor to share money. This is a very weighty one, uh, Mr. Akans. Can you throw some lights and uh, let's get some more information well uh, <clears throat> thank you very much uh, for having me once again I think yeah like you Friday said pointed out this is waiting but it's unfortunate that um, this is happening in our states ordinarily the People's Democratic Party wouldn't have said anything but uh, looking at its effects negative effects in our states we have to come out with a statement that is what we have done it will surprise you to know that when Governor Lalong came on board and the APC came on board in 2015 you know very well that uh, they inherited a lot of projects that were ongoing Somewhere, somewhere at 70 to 80 percent completion rate. But to our surprise, our greatest surprise, somewhere abandoned as we speak up to this moment. The critical example is in front of your station here, the bridge linking uh, this abattoir, Otunko Road, does not be attended to. And there is no reason, as we speak, given to that effect. So many projects. The secretariat uh, fly over to Maraban Jamal. Look at the look at how the work was rushly, manageably done. And as we speak, it has not been completed. Within the abattoir runabout, it has not been completed. But it's still ongoing for the past six months. I mean, six years. And we are worried that. The governor, in his efforts, when I introduced and initiated a legacy project, which we believe that 
the legacy project will serve maybe as his own project. Maybe he will be able to, you know, speedy off and commission those projects for the benefit of the masses. But unfortunately, we are taken aback when we discover that same project the government so much cherished, the government so much pronounced, was revoked by the same government. And it will interest you to know that the same government brought in the contractor, which means they saw the capacity in the company to come and construct the road or to come and, you know, uh, execute the project perfectly. But unfortunately, they ended up in a very serious quagmire disagreement between the company, the contractor, and the government. It is rather unfortunate. And it is very clear with the information available to us that the refusal of the contractor to share a certain percentage of public funds to some interest group led to the revocation of the contract. That is where we have to come in to cry loud and say, this is not how governance is all about. My, my brother says something. Governance is not about business. Governance is about service delivery. Service delivery to the people. And at the end of the day, if you turn govern governance to be your personal uh, business, then you, 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 are not, you, are, you are swindling the people. And therefore, the People's Democratic Party is seriously worried about that. And that's why we'll come up with that statement to tell the people what is really going on. And you should know, this is not the first time we have been accusing APC on the plateau. This is not the first time we have been accusing APC in Nigeria as a whole. So I, from, from what I can see in the write-up here, it says it will be recalled that in 2015, when Governor Lalong came on board, he inherited ongoing projects initiated by PDP leadership, which were mostly between 70 to 80% completion. Uh, to our greatest dismay and disappointment, some of this movement have remained unattended and include or include uh, included in the so-called legacy projects for completion they abandoned despite their relevance to plateau people while very few have been manageably done now to inherit something at 70 to 80 percent completion now, now the question is yes I have, I have i've pointed that out to you now now the worry is that with just two years remaining in office you are revoking a contract that you are supposed to commission before the end of your tenure. Now the contractor has gone to court seeking the nullification of that revocation. What now then happened? And you know if the matter is in court, it becomes a protected issue and it will have no end. As a matter of fact, we, we have an we have a clear example on a project from uh, uh, Panyam to Bokos leading to Wamba. When the then Minister of Information came, uh, he, the contract was revoked. And the contractor went to court. As, as we speak, the contract is still lying there. How many years now? So this is where we are so much worried that after the 
sum of money, billions of naira that have been sunk into that project, at the end of it, it will be abandoned. So it, it becomes, it shows a kind of unseriousness in this government with a number of publicity given to uh, legacy projects, and there is nothing to show about it. And it will interest you to know that some of these projects are just halfway, maybe some are just 60%, 40% completion. And it has been abandoned. And the governor announced it that the legacy project has been suspended. Mm, so what are, the, what are the demands here now? The demands here, the demands here is that he should come back and tell Plateau why the contract was revoked in the first place. Why did he suspend the project? And you should tell Plateau people when does he intend to commission the project? Because our cry is that the project will benefit the people. So anything that will benefit the people is our priority as a political party. It's our priority. And we stand to defend that. Because, you see, if you look at governance, like I said earlier, it's about service to the people. There is nothing more, nothing less. Hmm. All right, let's hear your thoughts on these issues and more this morning. 09055 places 99 and 09098848848. And we were just talking about uh, the, 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 the statement going round that Governor Lalong has terminated 59 billionaire legacy project contracts over refusal of contractor to share the money. Let's hear your thoughts this morning. Hello and good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Zoe. Thank you for joining us. And uh, Musa Shows, my friend. Good morning. Good morning. This is Ajusa for Inti Joshua. Go ahead. Uh, my sister is very, very unfortunate where we found ourselves today. Because uh, it's like a uh, body of uh, Jacob, but uh, 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 this is the other side of Esau. You understand? The promises, security, at least uh, betterment of the people of the country and the many things. We did not experience any good thing in this administration. Only bitterness and and within. You understand? It is true of security today. And that was why, you know, Nigeria decided to give these people the mandate to, to leave the country. We did not find anything. But now, even the governor at uh, the attack, some people will come and say they are responsible. The presidency will keep quiet, not doing anything. Let me tell you something. Without security, you understand, we cannot do anything. Even you, do, you cannot be in the station. If there's no, if there's a break of law and order in the country, you will not be in that station. But the government of there, they are saying to you. Let me tell you something. Even if they don't work, they will have all of them are resigned by now. But what are we doing? We are not doing right in this country. Now they say they want to do for a for we are one point something billion worth of what. They cannot do that. Because check the other there's a day. Where's the money? The money have gone into A. They want to collect a data set now. They say they will do this road and that. At the end of the day, they will still lose the money. Let's just pray. Prayer is what we have, and effort of we. We have to do more effort to see that by 2023. Hello? Those 
I'm sorry, Mr. Hello? Jude. Your line uh, seems to be breaking at the moment. Thank you for your contribution. Hello and good morning. Yeah, good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Musa Ashoff. This is Ignatius of Tina Junctions. Go ahead, Mr. Ignatius. Yes, good to hear the voice of Musa. Oh, my <laughs> for a long time, that would ask from him. Mm. Um, let me start with the finality. I think by their own reports that they released last week, they said they spent over 2 trillion naira between 2015 and 2020 on our refineries without any result. So how do they want us to believe that this $1.5 billion, about $700 billion naira, is going to give us results? You see, the problem with Nigeria is that we don't insist. These people, they know very well that Nigerians don't insist in getting results. That's why they continue to play the diversionary tactics on us. You know, when they have a problem and they, they, we, we, start, we start shouting, they will just divert our attention by bringing some, some other issues. That is why they will continue to fool Nigerians until they leave power. Somebody told you that the former government, they are not, that they were not doing well, that the former administration hates you, that the former administration, those in that administration, we are eating your money, that when I come, I will give you heaven on earth. When I come, you will buy food for this particular amount of money. When I come, I will give you everything you need. And now today, about six years down the line, and the person is not delivering. What are you supposed to do? But Nigerians just keep on, you know, we are so docile that these people will continue to play on our intelligence. Let me tell you something. The biggest problem of this administration is that they have been so wasteful. Spending money on frivolous issues, frivolous projects, projects that have not been completed. You are embarking on a particular project for the past six years and no results. And nobody is saying anything. And this person will come or this administration will come and say, okay, we want to embark on another project. You are not asking questions. What about the other ones? How far have you gone? And you are allowed to come up with new projects. Until we continue to insist that this will deliver. At the end of the day, it will just be it will just be a matter of sharing the modules because the 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 reason why we we are not seeing results of this administration as I said before is because we are not insisting that all other projects that have shown to us or they have pretended. Thank you so much. I guess he's talking about accountability. We need to hold our leaders accountable. Once they make promises, once they have told you what they're going to do and you know about it, we need to keep up with them so we can see the results no matter what. It is in our hands to hold our leaders accountable with no fear or favor. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. You don't report back. Now you ask yourself, where are the special assistants? Where are the commissioners? All this, you know, they say they are forming to you. At the end of the day, Nigeria, we are good. We are good policy makers in terms of implementation, in terms of monitoring. They are not there. Now the question is this: that prayer's money must be do what? Because it's the one you see that people believe that yes, this is a. But the question is this. All this, all this money, money, the amount of money they are counting now. Now, I said, the likelihood of people, how people are moving. Are they happy? The the weekend, they say that Nigeria is the happiest, is this the happiest people in terms of happiness or the making At the end of the day, look, 
I believe that whatever anybody says, you must keep it because if you don't look at the book of uh, Daniel, you see today they are talking about Susan, Susan and the wife of Jacques, how, how the how the elder plan against at the end of the day, she got the family, God saved her. That is the same thing that will happen to all of us in this country. Let us plan well so that we get what we call the dividends of democracy is what Nigerians want. When we don't have dividends of democracy, the whole thing is what Blessed day. Thank you so much for your input this morning. Let's go now to our Facebook handle. Nos Nyongo John is saying, with the attack on Governor Otom, it's clear that we are in big trouble. Fulani Nationality Movement, Funam, to claim responsibility for the attack is something to worry about. They claim anyone against ranching Ruga, they will eliminate the person. Does that mean the government is clearly a Fulani government as the masses are made to believe. Anyway, I hope the security agencies step up to their game because any attempt to eliminate Otom will bring doom to this country. Contractor refused to share money. Please, I don't understand the last statement. Thank you. All right, Mr. Akans, I guess you need to give them, uh, to give more more insight on this. He said, contractor refused to share money. Please, I don't understand this statement. Go ahead. Well, well, that is um, thank you. Yeah, it is clearly when you read our statement very well. Contractor refused to share money, and that was what led to the revocation of the contract. When you have a con- when you have a government, when you have a government that doesn't believe in the standards, doesn't believe in the standards of its leadership, standard and quality of its leadership, only believe itself, only believe in what they can personally achieve, then definitely something is wrong. Like I said, the evidence before us shows clearly that there is something that the state government is hiding from the public to know. I ask a question. If a governor can revoke a contract of a contractor he personally brought to the states, he personally brought to the state to come and execute a project, special project for that matter. Legacy project. Legacy project. And we know what a legacy means. And we know what a legacy project means. And that contract was awarded at a hoop sum of 59 billion. And the contract is halfway done. And the contract is revoked. And the government has not told Plato people that this is the reason why this contract was revoked. It will interest you to know. I just read on the social media that the governor had a parley with journalists, and he keep on telling them that he keep on assuring Plato people, assurance, assurance, assurance without action. We have been getting, we have been receiving assurance from this administration since inception, since in 2015, without action. Without showing us what they have done, I think by now we should we should go we should we should pass that level of assurance. The governor should be telling us that he is ready to commission such so projects. Just so two projects. more years. We have two more years to go, All so right. we cannot continue to be living in assurance, but rather show us what we have done, show us what we have achieved. For the past six months, I mean six years. So if we're criticizing is, wrongly, we can criticize properly. We can criticize properly. We can say, well done f- and if we need for to doing project, that. We need to praise, exactly. We can also do that. Let me tell you, when he initiated 
the 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 the, 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 the I will call it so-called project because it has not been commissioned. The, the scandals on that project, which is legacy projects. We look at it, and then we saw it as a very good uh, uh, policy. At least that will impact the lives of our people. That will provide social, some social amenities, such as schools and their hospitals, will improve on those areas. But unfortunately, here we are today, talking about court cases, talking about how the contract you know, has, has been, been revoked. Has been revoked. All right, Mark Dachung is saying they said the bridge link to Abatua has cracked at the middle. That's why they didn't complete it. Is this true? Please, Richard Igbita is saying uh, the refurbishment of the Potakot refineries is nothing but a scam. And I asked what happened to the previous promises by this government. Elections are fast approaching, and they are beginning to tell to tell us another story again. Otom is a strong voice against the evil act of the Fulani herdsmen, and this shows that our security is nothing but in shambles. Dan Azu. Me, Dauda is saying some Nigerians are funny. We should be happy our refinery are going to work again, not be pessimistic. Mir Allah is beating the drums of war, and we in this re- in this region are silent about it. That is from Israel Gopar. Uh, Julius uh, Akigak is saying only God will save us in this country. Who is Mir Allah in this country? Anyway, this government is biased. We'll leave you here with the comments. Another news is Jang Gyan Canvas State Pardon for Dari and Nyami Musa. Um, I, I was privileged to be a part of um, the football competition organized by distinguished Senator Eddie Gang, where this plea was made. Certainly because of the failing um, health of um, Governor Darie. And former not, governor. Yes, former Governor Darie. That is not to say the support what took him to prison, but because he's an elder statesman, the Supreme Court has um, vilified him of... Um, what do you call it, have said he does not have criminal conspiracy issues, so he needs um, state pardon. Just like, I, sometimes I ask myself, we've had plenty governors in this country. Why is it that it's only the former governor of Plateau and the former governor of Taraba that have gone to prison? What happened to the other governors that we know that too were corrupt? And Perhaps they were not able to find evidences against them as they were able. Uh, the issue is, when you have a government that you do not trust because of the issues that come up, that is why you will see these things. It's quite unfortunate that as educated and exposed that I am, I'm even thinking that way. It's very, very disheartening for you not to trust government and governance. The style of this government is what is causing that. For example, the IGP of police, they are saying Senator Almakura is going to be the national chairman of APC and IGP will resign and retire and go and become a senator. Hmm. I'm giving you this like a hint. It will, it might come to pass in hmm. Nigeria. Hmm. All their concern is how to get power. The and next. you ask yourself, why are they why are they um, patronizing these people? Is it that there's something they do for them that you don't know? Imagine these service chiefs after this behavior, hmm. after giving this um, service. And no accountability. And again, all of them. We're being rewarded with another assignment. These people have had money. These people have been working from their youthful age till this point. Let them resign and and, and eat their loot. Let them resign. They've resigned. Let them face other things. But you want to give them engagement as if there are other non-Nigerians, as if we we have a deficit of intelligent people. So how far do you think this plea would go? The pardon for that? It was was made to the Senate president who was supposed to be the chairman of the event, but he was represented by Senator Gabriel Suswam. Mm. You recall that Senator Suswam's brother, elder brother, was was killed killed. in front of his house. Yes. So there's no Nigerian that is saved. Let's not ask the ostrich. Rain does not fall on one roof. These people shouldn't push Nigeria to the state of Golgotha. 
water. They shouldn't put Nigerians into the state of self-defense. The government should defend its people. That is its primary responsibility. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, you have been hearing the voice of John T. Akans, the State Publicity Secretary for PDP, and Musa Ashams, a social and public commentator. Thank you so much for being with us this morning and sharing your time and your expertise with us. This is what we have for you on the morning offing of the show, Let's Talk. We have looked at news trending from the weekend till now. With that being said, up next comes news top of the hour and after that, the midday show with Ogidigo. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.